everyone. Welcome to our first AAF Fox River Principal Conversation podcast. I'm Amy Soki. And I'm Sean Pitts. Amy, is that your radio voice? Uh, I think so. I, From back in the day, I was a radio station DJ for WAUN 92.7 FM, the polka station. <laughs> oh, polka. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. I didn't know that about you. Very I cool. Know. Well, here we go. Here we are. Yeah. Um, so tell us about today's guest. Yeah, Sean. Today's guest is Mike Coggin. He likes to say the secret of his success is that he surrounds himself with a diverse group of creative driven thinkers and craftspeople. No matter which side of the creative account or advertising PR decides they sit on. And that's true. But by the time he completed his 10th and counting marathon and an Ironman triathlon, it became clear there's a fair amount of personal drive and talent at work as well. Before coming to Col McVoy, the creative leader worked at agencies that include TBWA, Chiat Day and Butler, Shine, Stern and Partners on brands including Alliance Life, BMW Mini, the Detroit Pistons, Infinity, Intercontinental Hotels, the Minnesota Wild, not a big deal, <laughs> and, and uh, Nissan and uh, Sun Microsystems. Wow, he's got a lot of great yeah. brands under his belt. Um, and with that... There's a lot of great things to say about Mike. He's also won a lot of awards, um, including some Effies, the Webby Awards, the One Show, and some American Advertising Awards. So with that, I'd like to welcome Mike Coggin to our first podcast. And um, Mike actually spoke to the AAF Fox River Ad Club on October 15th to talk about mental health in the advertising industry. Yeah, I was online for that. It was, it was a really good presentation, Mike. Yeah, and I actually saw Mike um, give his presentation to the four A's in New York, and I thought, Nobody talks about mental health in the advertising industry, Sean, right? And so it's important. And um, yeah, definitely like with lo locally here, um, just knowing and being a friend of Jim Rivet and, and hearing about that, you know, it's, it's really good to hear Mike's perspective on things. So maybe we should just let him talk. Yeah, Mike, <laughs> tell us why you think um, mental health awareness is important in the industry. Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on your program. Um, honored to be here and always willing to talk about mental health and well-being, uh, especially when it comes to advertising and marketing. Uh, basically, you know, my journey started a few years ago with my daughter and uh, learning just how depression and anxiety was affecting her really helped me tune into as a manager to my employees and listening to them and just started a conversation with them. And from that, I learned so much and people who I knew um, just because they're willing to share and, and probably uh, heal by sharing their, their experiences uh, on social platforms. And then others who I barely even knew came out to me and, and said, I have depression, I have anxiety, I have OCD, PTSD, or a combination of a couple or more of those things. And uh, through the process, I learned that by opening up, especially as a manager, to employees to reduce the stigma, as they say, uh, it builds a, a workforce that is more trusting 
and more willing to share their, their, those experiences so they can benefit um, not only themselves, but everyone else who suffers from mental illness. And so here, a statistic that um, has actually climbed since the pandemic is one in five, um, pre-pandemic, one in five uh, is currently clinically di diagnosed with a mental illness in the US. Now, the recent surveys and studies show it's actually uh, escalated to one in three are claiming that they're affected um, with depression and or anxiety during the pandemic. So one in three, think of one in three adults. That's, you know, you can turn to your right or turn to your left virtually, you know, not, now that we're mostly working virtually to our coworkers and say, I actually know one if, if not, I'm, I am one, in, one of those one in three. That's pretty profound statistics. Um, and even more compelling is within our lifetimes, almost one in two of us will, uh, will suffer from some form of a mental illness. Yeah, wow. that's, yeah. that's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's three of us here right now. That's right. Yeah. So during your um, speaking event to the Fox River Ad Club, you mentioned there are ways that the employer can help um, their employee open up and um, speak about it? Or what can you offer your employees to bring attention to mental health awareness? Yeah, for employees, or I'm sorry, employers, I should say, I think it's now is critically important. It's not just, it was important back in January, February. It is critically important for employers to really tune in and be compassionate leaders especially in the advertising and creative industries. So we've done, it's amazing where we have, we've been graced with the gift of communications, right? Visual communications, verbal communications, communications through experience. And yet when we look in the mirror, we've done a pretty poor job, I'd say as an industry communicating uh, and creating a lot line of communication with our employees. So now is now is it's more important than ever to lead with compassion, to listen, to see the signs of what's going on, and then do something about it. So first is employers need to build uh, a culture of trust. So if I come to you as an employee to my manager or to uh, the people running the company and say, I'm struggling right, right now uh, because of all these factors coming at me, um, I'm a parent of young kids. E-learning is, is, is really affecting how I can uh, be an effective employee. Um, depression, anxiety, sleepless nights, stress, all of these things. If we could build a culture of trust, then we can understand where our employees truly are um, in this journey, which is a roller coaster at this, this moment in time. Uh, so that I think is foundational. If you don't have a culture of trust, you're never really going to understand what's happening with your workforce. And if you don't understand, then you probably have no clue how, how productive productivity is being affected um, other than, um, you know, through, through numbers, which only paints a certain picture of the story. Of course, numbers are important, but you need all the other measurements of, uh, of success. And so building a culture, I'm sorry, a, a culture of trust, which is foundational, um, having conversations either between employees, um, creating peer groups, um, more formalized discussions where you bring in outside experts uh, is also a, a great ad if you can do that. Um, one thing that I've found in my discussions with employees 
is they don't remember what the benefits are. And so the chances are, if you're, if you're allowing, or I'm sorry, you're, you have your, your company that has benefits for your employees, there's a good chance that those benefits are really good. And there's things in there that pertain to, to mental health that can help your employees. For example, uh, many of our employees don't know that um, we offer uh, through our benefits five free sessions with a professional licensed therapist. Um, prescriptions are $20 for um, most prescriptions. Those are incredible benefits that you can take advantage of, uh, which are free and then or free or low cost. And then we also have a 24 hour hotline that you can call to um, seek professional help if you're in a moment of crisis. So all of those things add up. And then in addition to that, employers should be asking themselves what other accommodations can we and should we be making to help people not just navigate through, um, through the pandemic and hopefully we're, we'll see the, the end of that um, this year, but also moving forward because with mental health on the rise, pandemic or no pandemic, mental health is, uh, mental illness is on the rise. Employers who understand that will be modern employers, therefore um, being able to uh, be more competitive in the marketplace for recruiting the best talent. So it is a, a business um, wise thing to do, to understand what do your employ employees need? What does the best talent need? Um, and then how can we build a culture and a benefit and a business around that talent to be the most competitive uh, in our field possible? Yeah, that's so important um, for candidates looking for a place to work. A modern employer is what you stated. Um, and I think that's key. And someone, you want to work for somebody who empathizes with what's going on. Um, in your lives and, you know, making sure that you're taken care of. And you also mentioned um, the things that an employer can do, um, maybe provide um, a, like a pass to a state park, right? Or, or maybe even yoga passes, uh, you know, and, and I think just recognizing when um, an employee has come off of a very large project, maybe you give them the day off the next day or, or something you recognize. So what you're saying, Mike, is to really recognize the employee um, and what they're going through. Yeah, I think it's just keeping mental health um, at, at the forefront of, of all your employee interactions. Yes, yeah, so um, tell, tell us again, you um, are passionate about mental health because your daughter, um, you recognize signs and symptoms that your daughter was going through. And um, you just want to touch base on, on that. Well, yeah, and, and like, I, I remember, sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. cut you off there, Mike, but like, I remember from the presentation that, that that's kind of how this all started, like where you, you had recognized it in the home. And then you're like, well, how can I affect this into the workplace and, and utilizing this knowledge that I'm gaining in, into, you know, my work environment because it, it works everywhere, right? Yeah, once you, once you learn the statistics and especially with the, the next generation of employees entering the workforce, the numbers are even higher. Um, but as important, I back in January, I, I came to the realization that I have work-induced anxiety 
And uh, it's it had it was something I thought about um, this time last year. Actually, we we're on break between Christmas and New Year's, and I knew leading up up to that um, to that break a year ago that something wasn't quite right with me. And then I, I did a lot of reading and research and I realized like, oh, I think I have anxiety. Um, all these little factors that have been, have been adding up over the years, uh, it, it, made, it su suddenly made sense. It, it's almost, um, to create an analogy, a, a glacier, it's hard, to, it's hard to know a glacier is melting until, there's, in, until that big chunk of ice um, crashes into the sea. And that's exactly what happened with me. After years and years of little subtle signs, uh, I, it, I kind of, uh, a big chunk of ice kind of crashed, if you will, and I realized like, oh, this is, what's, this is what this is. It's anxiety that's affecting me and, and it's starting to affect me in more profound ways. So I realized that not only was it happening um, with my daughter, um, but I, I was definitely suffering from a work-induced anxiety myself and uh, gave me a bit more understanding into, as to why I was feeling the way I was feeling, why my symptoms started to build and progress, and uh, what I could do about it, which was starting a conversation with my doctor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that is just it. We don't realize we have it, or we're, we never put a label on it. Um, you know, we're in these brainstorm meetings, we're expected to be creative. 24-7 all the time, cranking out ideas, producing, um, going on long shoots, 12-hour shoots, three days at a time, you know, and we just keep pushing forward. That's the mentality of the advertising industry. We get it done and we get it done fast. And now more than ever, we're saying, hey, let's take a break. Yeah, and it's important. And, you know, another statistic that I read recently is that almost half of people who have paid time off didn't use all of it this year in 2020. I'm not sure if people out there who are listening to this now are nodding their heads, but I didn't use my PTO, which is incredibly important to me. And uh, I've been blessed with a lot of it. Uh, so it's, it's not a big deal um, in the grand scheme of things, but I had several, I had nine days that I didn't even use this year. Um, five of which I can carry over into March, which is great. I hope to use them then. But as I was checking in with some of my employees and peers, uh, they weren't, were unable to use theirs as well. And it, this weird dynamic happened this year where uh, with all the uncertainty um, and, and new ways of working, we found ourselves uh, having a hard time creating a, a, a divide between our workplace and workspace and our at home living, it all started to blur together. And I think, you know, all of us know that in this business, you're working as long, like you just mentioned earlier, you're working until you have to get until it's done. And sometimes that's late into the evening, sometimes you pick it up after dinner. But it seemed like the lines were much blurrier this year. Therefore, people really struggled to take their paid time off. And, and that to me is an easy place to start as a company is to not only encourage employees to take their their paid time off but actually create structures around enabling that yeah i, I think it, it helps to unplug from all of this like when we're sitting here in our living rooms or our kitchen and we're, we're on zoom all the time mm -hmm. and uh yeah I, I mean even for me personally it was just like well 
you know, shit hit the fan. <laughs> and it was like, all right, we, we all have to work harder to make this work through this pandemic. And that was like, I think a lot of people felt that way. And it's like, how do you disengage yourself from if you're really passionate about what you do um, and meeting those deadlines for your clients, but you do have to kind of just turn it off for a day yeah, um, and, and focus on yourself. Is that, I mean, is that right, Mike? That's exactly right. If you're not taking care of yourself, eventually that's going to catch up in your productivity and happiness at work. And I think the important thing is to not to get to a moment of crisis where it's so obvious that people are probably coming to you and asking if you're okay, but to give yourself permission, whether it's once a day, once a week, whatever the right cadence is. I think once a day is great, even going for a five minute walk or taking a five minute disconnect from, uh, from uh, your phone and from the computer is incredibly helpful. Uh, I found, uh, as I, I've been working home, from home since March, I just went for either a morning walk or I would sneak out over lunch for a 15 minute walk and it helped me recharge. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, in like going back to what you said about, you know, you don't, you don't wanna get to that point where people are asking you, but it's okay to ask people if they're okay too. I think that's what we're trying to do is break mm -hmm. down some of those stigmas and those barriers where, hey, you know, if you're noticing somebody that's a little frazzled, like it's it's okay to be like, dude, you you, you wanna yeah. talk? <laughs> like, let, like, it's okay, right? That's exactly right. I, I can think of one, I've had a, a two or three conversations this year that were from employees that I, I really didn't expect to, to be struggling. Uh, this year, who have hit some really rough patches. And I, I go back to building a culture of trust. They, they were able um, to trust me enough to be really open and honest about where they were in their struggles. And, uh, and we've been talking through that. And it's, it is a journey. It's not like you have one conversation and everything's better. But every little conversation helps. And uh, without that culture, people will tend to, to hide that out of fear of losing their job or fear of being seen as an employee that is less than. And uh, by opening up that, those lines of conversation, it not only helps the person who is, is really going through a moment of, of struggle or anxiety or stress, but it actually helps the person who's listening as well. You become a better a manager, you be, be, become a better coworker, or you're in the same space at that time and having someone who is in that same space as you going through those struggles together is, is hugely helpful. Yeah, I think that is so um, true. And it's not embarrassing and it's okay to reach out to your employer and um, say something, right? So, um, all right. Do we have any other questions for Mike? Well, I, I kind of just, you know, like above and beyond um, the mental health stuff. I mean, like maybe Mike, uh, Maybe we should have done this at the front end, but like, I'd love to hear about like, just how you operate, dude. Like, tell us about your agency and, and what, what you do. Sure. Yeah. So I'm the chief creative officer of Call McVoy in Minneapolis. We're a full service creative agency. Um, we're the longest running agency at this point in Minneapolis. So we were founded in 1935, if you can believe wow. that. And we are ever evolving. Uh, we're, we continue to evolve. We've evolved tremendously um, this year in 2020. 
and by virtue of doing that have have been on a, a nice little new business run um, we've converted i think 90 percent of our pitches which have happened virtually since march so there's something oh, about our, yeah. our culture um we've always had a strong culture but i feel like it's coming through somehow through teams and zoom and and all the other um, virtual platforms when we're pitching which was a huge concern of us it's like how can we as people as people persons or whatever however you would describe that how is that going to come through through a screen and somehow it's it's we've been able to figure that out uh, but yeah we serve clients like target lando lakes united healthcare cub cadet um, so a lot of uh, national and global brands but also local brands uh, both in the twin cities and beyond and one of my favorite accounts speaking of um, more of a local regional account is jackson hole tourism which we've done phenomenal work for they're actually a global brand because they are a world-class destination but um, regional in that they're very a very small um, tourist destination but that, that you know it's a lot of fun to work at, at Call McVoy because the portfolio of clients is so diverse from retail to health and wellness to outside travel and tour, tourism, uh, power equipment, uh, financial. It's It's been fun to work there. That's cool. It looks, sounds like you got a, a, a well-rounded portfolio there, a little bit of everything. Yeah. And you've, you've done some work on nonprofit organizations too, right, Mike? Yes, uh, we, so I'm from a nonprofit standpoint, I'm also I'm very passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I'm the, currently the board chair of the Brand Lab, which, uh, which is helping change the face and the voice of marketing and advertising by, by sparking uh, and guiding stu- high school students through um, journeys to eventually becoming marketers and um, people who work in advertising design and technology. And that's been incredible to, to be the board chair of such an important mission at this time. Uh, but yeah, from a nonprofit standpoint, we have been working uh, on a couple of, of big initiatives. One, uh, one is local and one is global. Uh, from a local perspective, we've been helping out uh, an organization called Proof Alliance, which is helping um, raise awareness and support those who are affected by fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. And uh, they actually have chapters nationally, but um, we're officially uh, serving the, the Twin Cities uh, Proof Alliance. And then we've also been helping uh, MEDA, which is, it stands for Metropolitan Economic Development Association. So they're helping small, small businesses with big potential um, get off the ground and also guide them through their journey um, as startups, nice. uh, which serves a very diverse base, which is incredible as well. And then from a global perspective, we worked this year with a free little library, which oh, is nice. uh, yeah. cool. Yeah, little mm-hmm. free libraries. Sorry, I mixed those up because yeah. uh, sometimes started that, in Minneapolis. Yeah. Did that not? Did a, did a guy start that in Minneapolis? Yeah, they're based here in, in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say it started in Wisconsin. Oh, wow. Look at Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah we'll, so, we'll have okay. to do our research. Yeah. On that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we worked with them recently to, co- to create an initiative called Read in Color, which is uh, libraries, branded libraries that um, focus on LGBTQ and BIPOC authors and subject matters to help promote understanding and learning through those audiences. And so that's been such an incredible um, part of our, our year was, was really after uh, George 
Floyd was killed, kind of reflecting on how can we help our communities. And, and we just happened to come up with an idea for Little Free Library and uh, reached out to the executive director. And they were open and open to it. In fact, they were considering something themselves. And so it was almost serendipitous that we came to them as they were thinking about an idea concurrently. And we created Read in Color uh, together and launched that a few months ago. And uh, what was great about that is, is all the coverage that we got from CNN and USA Today, MSNBC, and, and all these national news outlets um, picked up the story. Um, many thousands of people um, took the pledge to, to say they would read in color to um, further their learning and understanding of LGBTQ plus and BIPOC audiences. But what's even more exciting is uh, over the next year or years, um, these read in color libraries are going to start popping up all, all around the globe. Yay. Oh, wow. That cool. sounds exciting. Very cool. Yes. Awesome. All right. Once again, Mike Coggin, COO of Cole McBoy, joining us, uh, talking about mental health awareness in the ad industry and some of the projects he's working on. And take, we thank you so much for taking the time to join us today and share with us. And we're talking with um, a few other creative principals in the area and sharing their stories here on Principal Conversation Podcast. Are you going to keep going with it? Like keep educating people and keep speaking out about mental health. Uh, is that I like, hope. Uh, it's kind of your thing now at the agency, right? Yeah. It's uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, and mental health are kind of my, my uh, print, you know, my pay it forward principles, yeah. if you will. And I'm always looking to help anyone um, if I can. And, and, you know, I have a little bit of knowledge in my head, not too much, but uh if it helps one person, as I've, I've mentioned to both of you in, in a previous talk, if it helps one person, it's worth my time. And uh, if it helps more than that, even better. Yeah. And I think um, w when I um, asked you to um, speak to the District 8 last spring, it did open some doors for you to talk uh, to other ad clubs, I think North Dakota and also the ad uh, fed of Minnesota, right in the Twin Cities. Um, it kind of gave you that outlet to speak about it. And, that, and it, the subject is so important to me as well as it is to you. So I'm, I'm glad that we could get this message out there. And I just wish you keep doing what you're doing and um, sp spread the word about mental health awareness. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. All right. We'll say goodbye. Uh, yeah. Thanks again, Mike. Talk we, to you We don't want to get Zoom fatigue if that's a <laughs> symptom of. <laughs> so we will conclude today's meeting. <laughs> All right. Bye, I Mike. Like thanks so much. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Yep. Take care. All right. That was a really good Zoom call. That was uh, really interesting. Yeah, um, Mike brings up some really great points um, in his conversation today. You know, Sean, I think Mike really hit the nail on the head when he says it's okay to um, talk to your supervisor or your boss and say, I've got something going on, um, or vice versa. If the boss can recognize the signs and symptoms of mental health awareness in their employees and um, sets up something in place for them to talk freely about um, what's going on. Yeah, it's better to be proactive. I mean, really, that's the gist of the whole thing. Like, just 
it's okay to open up. Really, it, it is. Yeah. And a lot of us um, might feel embarrassed or they don't want to talk about it, but it really does um, affect your work performance sometimes. And what Mike is trying to say is that we need to create awareness to it. And he also brought up the point like um, using all of our vacation a lot of times, right? We're yeah. just uh, on the go and push through each job and on to the next. Um, so, Sean, like, let me ask you, have you used all of your vacation this past year? I don't think I've taken a vacation in a really long time. Okay. I, I need to find a beach. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A beach with those cocktails with the umbrellas in it uh, sounds yeah. good. Yeah, just so. anything just to get, a, get away for a minute and, and like reset. Like that, that's the whole point. Like you need time for yourself and like, you got to just step back and, uh, like, yeah, you need right, a break. Right. I know. Like unplug. Right. Yeah. Um, cause if you're doing work that is, you know, half assery, right. <laughs> we want to be on top of our game. So taking a break and, um, making sure that we are in check um, to do great work. So yeah, I think else? one of the other things I learned today was that, like you know, uh, being a, a guy, a dude, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like it's hard to like to say, you know, okay, I have a problem. I need to talk to somebody. You got to like open up, like man it, up. It, is the word man up? Do you have to? Man I think up? it's okay yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Like it is. Right. Like you really, I gotta. Like, it's accepted, you know, find somebody to share like what I'm feeling about my workflow or like stress and anxiety, right. like projects and deadlines and everything adds up and it builds in like from a guy's perspective, like I just bury it deep right. down inside right. and I just let it bottle up <laughs> and, and uh -oh. like, yeah, <laughs> no, but like, it, it's cool. It's yeah. like, you got to express yourself and talk about your feelings. Like, I guess I'm doing that right now on, <laughs> on our podcast, but like, holy crap. Okay. Well, Mike, <laughs> Mike's, Mike has really opened up and he has in the past year, um, given these talks on mental health awareness in the advertising industry, um, and to really speak his voice on the subject matter because he had problems himself with yeah. it. So, yeah, it was a really good conversation. I think we learned a lot today. And uh, I think um, this is our episode one. We're going to wrap it up mm -hmm. here. I think down the road, we're going to give you a heads up as to who our next um, interviewee will be. Mm -hmm. yep. And so that you can email Amy or I, um, like if you have a question, for somebody, you know, you 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 know, you see who's coming down the pipe, and you you have like a specific question. We'll filter them through the emails, and we'll we'll ask those questions for you. Yeah, like yeah. that would be kind we'll of get fun. Your questions answered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're we're kind of learning as we go here. This is only our first episode. I promise they will get better. <laughs> <laughs> but this was really good. Like I, I, it was fun. Yeah, it was awesome talking to Mike. So we look forward to. Um, what do they have to do? Subscribe. There's yeah, you can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google, uh, any anywhere where you get podcasts from. And uh, yeah. Great. We'll have you listen to our next show. Thank you. All right. Happy New Year, everyone.